Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which is found on page 1677, John chapter 15, verses 9 through 16. Hear the word of God. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Well, it is December 11th, and that means two weeks till Christmas. 14 days. It's coming quick, isn't it? So, this morning, we're going to talk about joy. The title of this sermon is More Than Knowing, It's a Feeling. We know what joy is, right? We know what happiness is. Are they the same? Depends on who you ask. There are many people who will delineate the difference between happiness and joy, but some will say it's one and the same. But I want to show you an illustration today. Yes, I brought toys. (laughs) Let's just say that this is happiness and this is joy. Okay? So this is a soccer ball, as you can see. So if I put them both on the ground, and I put my foot on joy, hey, isn't that a shoe company, foot joy? I put my foot on joy, nothing happens. I put my foot on happiness, I probably should have warned you first, sorry about that. (laughs) It was a little louder than I expected. But my point is that if you live your life just with happiness, when the pressures of life come, bam. But when you live your life with joy and the pressures of life come and people are putting their foot down on you, you can kick it. Kick it around and it doesn't pop. I mean, I'm sure if I stood on it really hard, it would probably pop, but that's not the point. So what is the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness is something that is circumstantial. If I give everybody in here a $5 bill, there'd be a lot of happy people, right? Until you spend it or until you lose it. All kinds of things that could happen. But if God gives you something, let's say eternal life, you can't spend it, you can't lose it. That's joy. So joy is something that God gives to us and something, happiness is something that we 
find within ourselves based on our circumstances. Now, here's another thing. If my poor bag still had air in it, I can say this happiness, someone can pop it, they can crumble it, they can steal it, they can take it away from us, and then it's gone. But this, if Satan, which he loves to do, steals our joy, it's gone, right? Satan has stolen our joy. Well, the thing with joy is it grows back. Just like a starfish. I remember I was six years old, and my dad told me a friend of his was in a car accident and lost his arm. And I said to my dad, I said, oh, it's okay. It'll grow back. He's like, no, no, son, it won't grow back. I said, well, starfish, I learned in school that a starfish, if they lose their leg, it grows back. He said, yeah, but humans aren't like starfish. They don't grow back. If once you lose it, it's gone. But the thing is, with joy, if someone steals your joy, it can be replaced. It can come back. But if someone steals your happiness, well, you see what happened to it. It's not the same. So is it better to have joy or happiness? Well, in fact, we have both. Because happiness is created within us, but joy is created by the Lord and is given to us. We can't create joy. We can call it joy. But I'm talking about biblical joy was created by God and given to us. But happiness is something that, based on circumstances, we can create. I can glue this and fill it back up with air and make it be just like it was. But still, it can be popped again. So we need to seek joy in our lives. Why? Well, we know it can't be stolen, and we know it comes from God, so it's eternal. There are many places in the Bible that speak of joy. Over 150 times in the Old Testament, and near 100 times in the New Testament, joy is used in some form. It could be re rejoice, it could be joy. Um, there are other words that are used that are translated as joy in the Old Testament and the New Testament, but ultimately it all comes back to joy. So it's something that is very important to God. And Jesus said in what we read this morning, my joy I give you. Not as the world gives, not as the world gives, because what the world gives and we call joy is this. We call it joy. We might say, so-and-so stole my joy, but it's this. But what God gives is solid. It's eternal. There's no beginning, no end. So it's better to have joy. And the reason that Jesus can give it to us is because it comes from God. Now, I can think of many times in the Bible when people were in terrible circumstances. The, one, the biggest one that comes to mind is the Apostle Paul. He writes to, to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's in chapter 6, he says, in the midst of my sorrows, I still have joy. He was in a prison, chained to a wall, somehow was able to write a letter, whether he wrote it down or dictated it, I'm not sure. 
but he still spoke of joy in the book of Philippians when he was in prison. How about Job? Lost everything, and he still found joy in the Lord. Nehemiah, Nehemiah 8.10. Anybody know what it says? The joy of the Lord is my strength. He's trying to build a wall to protect his city that had been destroyed, Jerusalem. And he's got grumblings among his people. He's got enemies that don't want Jerusalem to be rebuilt coming against him. And he still pens the words, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, happiness can fade. Happiness can fall away. But joy says to us, everything's falling apart around me, but I still love the Lord. I still trust in Him. And joy is something we need to carry us through each and every day. If next year for this church is not as good as this year was, we're going to need joy to carry us through. Now, my prayer is that it will be as good as it was this year, but if not, we'll need the joy to carry us through because that's the kind of power it has. It won't let us down. Right along with hope and faith and peace that all come from God, joy is there to say we can carry on. In fact, James writes in his letter, in James chapter 1, he says, Consider it pure joy when things are falling down around you. No, not exactly like that, but that's basically what he's saying. Consider it pure joy, because when you are tried with something, it is building your perseverance, and perseverance builds your faith. So when we are going through troubles, it is not so that we can see how ugly we are, how fit much of a failure we are. None of those things, because that's not God telling us that. That's the enemy telling us that. God is saying, yeah, you're going through something, but I'm right here to get you through to the other side. If you think of anything that you've gone through that was one of the most difficult things you've ever been through, and I know we all have them, we're here still. We got through it. Or maybe you're going through it right now. You will get through it. And joy will get you through. Because that pressure... It's not going to make it pop. So, how do we find this joy? In a relationship with the Lord. If I look back on my life, in the times where I struggled more, not because of the circumstances, I struggled more because of my lack of relationship with God. And in the times where I, my relationship with God was stronger, the circumstances at times were even worse. We were even worse. And yet, I sat there and said, I can't believe this is happening, but we'll get through it. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I know, when you're in your house and there's a storm crashing down all around you, and the roof just blew off. The first thing you want to do is fix the roof so you don't get wet, right? 
don't fix the roof. Sit there in the joy of the Lord until that storm passes, then go fix the roof. Let me say that again. When you're in the midst of a storm and the roof is blown off, don't try to fix the roof. Relax in the joy of the Lord, and when the storm passes, then you can fix the roof. You try to fix the roof in the midst of a storm, you're going to mess it up, you're going to get wet, and you could get hurt. But when you let it pass, you rely on the joy of the Lord, the strength of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord, the patience of the Lord, and all the other fruits of the Spirit, He will get you through. Your faith will see you through. And then when that storm passes, you'll see how good He really was. So, the joy that came at Christmas time, the angels came and said to the shepherds who were watching their flocks at night, that the joy of the Lord had come. Good tidings to men and peace on earth because the Savior had been born. As I was trying to tell the kids this morning, prior to Jesus coming, things were a lot different. I heard this this week. A friend of mine said this. Things changed forever when the Lord came, and it really resonated with me really resonated with me. Things change forever because not only do we now have access to God, we kind of take it for granted. If I want to pray, I pray. I want to ask for healing, I ask for healing. In the past, I had to go to a priest if I was, in, if I was a Hebrew, I'd go to a priest, I'd offer him a sacrifice, he'd offer it to me, and then I could have peace with God and joy of the Lord. But now, I just simply say, God, it's Phil. Are you listening? I know you are. And he brings it. Because Jesus came. If Jesus had not been born, we wouldn't be here. We'd have no reason to be in this building right now unless we were worshiping a false god. And there would be no hope in that. No peace, no joy, no love. But we're here because God said, I'm giving you my son, a gift. I'm giving you a gift. And because of that, we get to wear ugly Christmas sweaters now. (laughs) Does anybody have joy on their sweater? I say ugly, but joy is not ugly. Nobody? Okay. Well, I'm sure there's one out there somewhere. And I shouldn't say ugly anyway, because somebody might think, you know, this is a really pretty sweater, and I'm calling it ugly, and I apologize for that. I'm just glad Chad didn't wear his Michigan one, because that is really ugly. (laughs) All right. So this Christmas, remember the joy of the Lord, because it can be your strength, it can be your safe passage, and if it gets stolen... It grows back. Thank the Lord for the joy he gives us in our hearts. It's a beautiful gift and one we sometimes take for granted. But the joy that he gives, we don't have to make it up. He gives it to us. That is the most beautiful thing, if you ask me. He gives it to us as a gift. So let's pray to our Lord.
Father, thank you for giving us this tremendous gift of joy. Yes, a gift, Lord, because we didn't make it. We did nothing to get it. You simply gave it to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we just pray that as we leave here today, as we go into this world that does not know joy, we pray, Father, that you will help us to spread this joy to everyone we come in contact with. Let the world know that this Savior was born for everyone. Use your joy to come through us. Use your joy to build us up. Use your joy to build others up as well. May we be faithful to you in all our ways as you are faithful to us in all you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.